Hey, this is James Cratch, Giants beat writer for the Star Ledger and NJ.com, and you are listening to JK, but seriously, real football injury talk. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Heads and Tails Fantasy Football Injury Report. Uh, you are currently listening to week 15 of the 2017 season. Uh, Josh is coming off of a, a tough loss in Pittsburgh. He, he drove out there uh, to watch that horrible debacle of an end of a game. Um, we'll talk about that a little later in the podcast. But as always, we'll start off with the Week 15 injury report, uh, starting off with a Pittsburgh player, Antonio Brown, a wide receiver, uh, out with a, a calf injury, which looked pretty bad on film. But uh, I don't. what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I, I mean – it took me a while. They didn't show the replay of it in the stadium, but I found it on Twitter at halftime. I was just, he's lucky he didn't break his leg or his ankle. Um, just on the way it kind of yeah, it, it was almost like a Wentz type uh, yeah sandwichy yeah, right. weird wrenching play. Yeah, his leg was in the air, and the guy behind him kind of like knocked him forward, and there was a guy running the other way, like the opposite way of him, and he just like. They said everyone's saying he kicked him. Kicking when they say he kicked him, it makes it sound like he did it on purpose. But he, the guy was the Patriot guy, was just running, and in the action of him running, the legs their legs collided like shin to shin almost, or like shin to back of the leg. So um, and people were saying he like broke his leg, but it looked yeah. It, it, if you just at first glance, it, and based on how he came off his the reaction field, to yeah. yeah, that would be the first guess of an injury would be oh yeah he probably broke his leg just because it looked like it was bone to bone um, but they said he didn't break anything um, but he has a partially torn calf which I mean I mean st- strained muscles are technically partially torn um, but it just depends on how I guess it depends I mean on they've how, already clinched playoff spot so like yeah so there he's not gonna play probably yeah well that's what they they said he's out for the rest of the regular season which is it's only two games so that screws a lot of fancy owners over I'm sure championship game coming up this 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 next week but um hopefully they get a bye if they win their last two games without him they'll they'll get a bye and they'll have an extra week off um so it would be so he'd have three uh, full weeks, four weeks to before the divisional game, which he would have to play in. But I mean, it's just you can't put a you can't really put a timetable on those soft tissue soft tissue injuries, hammies, quads, because there's just so many differing variations of how serious it is. Yeah, and we've seen guys try to play through those and tear their Achilles or whatever. Yeah, or just come back and do the same thing, like just come back too soon. And it's a lot of a lot of times those are the reoccurring injuries you see the most, or like as you said. Those mu- leg muscles, right? Yeah. Hammy squads, calves. Um, so it'll just be it'll be interesting to see if they get any update on how how serious it is and if he's if he. I mean, they're saying they think he can come back, but it's just so so hard to predict. You know, it's uh, it's my thought on it, but just it's sad. He's 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 unbelievable to watch. He's just he's, he's ridiculous. He does things that no one else is seems to do. But it's just another week where another MVP guy. Carson Wentz got hurt last week, so he they weren't going to give him in the MVP. And ever this the whole talk this week was, ah, oh, Antonio Brown should win MVP, uh, just because it's of a curse, like the Madden cover, yeah, everything that he's done, especially the last couple of weeks. And I mean, he's been having 200 yards and a bunch of touchdowns, and so now he's out for at least two weeks. Hopefully, he'll be able to come back and play in the playoffs, and hopefully, he's, I think he will. He'll, he'll be able to be the same Antonio Brown that he was the last couple of weeks. So. Yeah, if your full-time job is recovering from a calf injury, I feel like you could probably do it in two weeks. I hope so. But um, Then, you know, yeah. although, although our goal is to 
you know, talk about the injuries and make, you know, football safer and try to prevent them in the future uh, to keep these athletes safe. Uh, this particular injury doesn't seem like one that you could really yeah, – nothing you could do about it. Yeah, it's just a bunch of guys, and it's a kind of like a pile-up, a broken play, and they ran into each other. Yeah. So I'm just – I'm hopeful that it just is one of those things where it is just a calf. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's right. a partially torn, strained calf. That's it. Um, I mean – they can come out and say that, but there could be other stuff. Like, it could have a bone bruise and yeah, all that know. other stuff. That so. All right. Well, the next uh, injury that we're talking about definitely could be could have been prevented, and that was uh, the Devonte Adams Green Bay wide receiver concussion, and that's his second of the season, and the second of the season from an illegal hit. Um, Thomas Davis, he's a linebacker for yeah. uh, the Carolina Panthers. Um, he he made really a cheap shot on an interception. I think it was. Yeah, yeah change of field. Um, and, you know, we talked about Thomas Davis in week nine uh, for hitting, and I think he got fined for hitting uh, a wide receiver on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, he got penalized. Humphreys. Yeah. And, yeah, he, I think he got fined like $42,000 or something like that. Yeah, because it was a uh, second offense, whatever it was. Right. Uh, it just came out before we hopped on this podcast that he got suspended two games for the hit on Devontae Adams. I'm sure he'll appeal it. And he'll probably get one. Probably get one. Yeah, like they the always way, do. That's the way it goes. Uh, but I guess we kind of talked about this with Alonzo or Kiko Alonzo a couple weeks ago for his kind of like second attempt at a freaking headshot on a, a sliding quarterback. But, you know, in week nine when Thomas Davis had that hit on the Tampa Bay wide receiver, he was like, oh, well, this is football. This is how I played for 13 years. I can't change the game. Yeah. I defended me- him for that one too. I thought it was I thought it was fine. No, and I did too, yeah. I think. you know, I, No, I forget if I agree with you or not. I might not have. But to me, this is further evidence that, like, what were your real intentions on that that wire, the hit on the the other wide receiver because yeah. you're kind of showing your true colors well, here. I don't think there's a correlation between the two about like how he plays or how guys play, but as uh, a blatant cheap shot. No, this is a blatant cheap shot, but yeah. I don't think you can say just because this was a cheap shot, other things might have been cheap shots too. Um, I don't think there's a co- there's a correlation there. Although this one was, um, a, this was this was bad, but it, to me, and we've talked about this a lot this year. When there's a change of possession and the defense gets happens the ball, happens all the time. These like the defensive guys who go to throw blocks act like there's no rules at all. Right. Like as soon as there a turnover happens, there's no more rules and we can just hit people. So I, I think it's more so of a and I, I did they call a penalty on it? And because a lot of times like we've seen in when these interceptions, so like especially there are seven officials and when the play starts on offense, they're each assigned a to, job, to an yeah. eligible receiver. So it's hard for it's hard to miss something illegal in the course of an offensive play. But then when a turnover happens and basically all hell break loose and everybody starts running around, the officials start running around, and a lot of times they'll – They don't see it. Because, because a lot of times these blocks aren't direct, near the play. Yeah, yeah, directly affecting the play. Right. So all the refs, as soon as the turnover happens, the refs, I think, by – Laser focus Natural on. instinct, they all go to the ball – and then sometimes they miss these things that happen 10 or 15 yards away that defensive guys just go rogue and right. and, and hit people. Yeah, I mean, that that's a hit that he should have been ejected for if someone saw it. Yeah. You know, and to me, I feel like there should be someone in the booth saying, like, yeah, you need to get this guy out of the game. Or someone in the, in the NFL office, you know, saying to get this guy out of the game because, I mean, that makes them look bad. Yeah, it's hard. It's, it's, hard, to, it's hard to eject guys. After the fact, like if the refs don't see it, it's hard. It it that would be it'd hard, set a 
tough precedent to. I don't think that would be a big deal. Like you did it; it's on film. Oh no, yeah, like, I know. You, you, I think people would make a big deal out of it, though. But I, like, so how is there an easier way than to just tell defensive guys to play by the rules when you get it? When you just get a hit him lower, he could have freaking depleted that guy and not hit him in the head. No, I I know I I agree, but it's just like you we see this so often that. It, I, there's there does there doesn't need to be a there doesn't need to be a rule to stop these hits on turnovers, but at the same time, it, it they just seem like they happen so often. You know what I mean? Like what 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 can the NFL? You have to say okay if the if the defensive team gets an interception, it's dead. It's dead on interception. No, I'm not. The ball's dead. I don't think that's necessary. <laughs> I think that. It's on the players. It goes back to what we talked about yeah. last week and players holding each other accountable. Like that's that hit was completely BS. Like you know, and instead of people being like, "Oh, dude, like that was a sick hit. Like that you you killed that guy," it needs to be like, "Yeah, that was a dick move, dude." You know? Yeah. yeah it's it's just it, it is it just amazed me how often you see it. I just I yeah, know. it was really bad. But, and, and I think a lot of it also goes to those offensive guys aren't used to tackling. You know, and they're, they're they're not used to chasing guys with the ball. So, not that this is an excuse for it, but like Devontae Adams, like if it was the other way, yeah, he should have had a head on his yeah, head on. You know swivel. what I mean? So, yeah. like your your defensive guys are oh, for the most part, they're always they know what's around them, so they don't leave themselves vulnerable to get hit like that. Yeah, you're right. But a lot of the times, those offensive guys, same like with the referees, they got they get caught looking at the ball, and a lot of times the wide receivers they don't really want to make a tackle anyway. So they're yeah, like, they're like, eh, they're, like, they're kind of going half speed, not really. Sometimes they don't see everything that's going on. So it leaves them more vulnerable. And defensive guys just think that they can, they don't, they, they never get to throw those blocks. They're never the ball. So let's just blow some people up. But right. then it turns, it can turn ugly like that. So, all right. Yeah, go to, go over to the, the website, headsandtails.org, um, to find the video for that one if you haven't seen it already. Um, next injury up is Donald Penn, offensive tackle for the Oakland Raiders with a foot injury, and he's possibly ending a 170-game consecutive uh, start start streak um, because of this injury, and it should um, be the first. It's, it'll be the first game he missed uh, during the regular season since 2007. So that's a long ass time. That's it's ever. So he's never missed a game. He's never missed a game. Never yeah. missed a game. So he's played every game. He got drafted by the Bucks. He played for the Bucks for a while, and then played for Raiders. Um, he is out. He's he's having surgery on his foot. It just so he's out for the season. So he will. That streak will stop. Um, How big of an impact is that on? Uh, he, I mean, he's their the Raiders. He's, he's their best. Le- he's their best offensive lineman. He's their left tackle. But with them losing last night, that pretty much eliminated them from the playoffs anyway. Um, but it's just it's just we talked about it with Joe Thomas. It's amazing that as as an offensive lineman you go that long without be, ever being rolled up on and uh, just being able to play that many I mean that's ten years. Yeah it's crazy. Play, yeah. play every game for ten years and uh, it just it just seems like with these offensive linemen it's a matter of time. Like you're just gonna you're gonna get caught uh at some point. Just, just the odds of everything. Uh, next injury up is Rex Burkhead, running back for New England Patriots. Uh, hurt his knee. Doesn't seem to be all that serious. You were at this game. Yeah, so they didn't show the replay of this either. Um, he was down for a while, and it was one of those ones where he was kind of at the bottom of the pile, and as soon as he was down on the ground, like both teams were like waving guys on the field. So it must have either looked bad or he – He was yelling He or was yelling. Yeah. Um, but like I said, they didn't – it said his knee, so I'm assuming it was just the same thing. Um, he, he got – he got caught in a pile and got rolled up on. That's the same thing that happened with James Conner, the running uh, back of running back for the Steelers, who also injured a knee. He does need to have surgery. I didn't hear what exactly 
um, was the ligament or why surgery. I, like, I don't know if it was ACL, MCL, um, but he said he's need, he does need surgery, but it was the same type of thing. He like ran up the middle, popped the outside, had five or six yards and was like up against an offensive lineman and going down to the ground and um, an offensive lineman, and a defensive guy were like blocking each other and going down the field and kind of like fell and into him just, and like fell into him and it was, came, he came from behind him he never saw it and he just kind of got his leg caught in the ground and and got a knee so it's unfortunate for yeah i had a hard time finding videos for a lot of these this week yeah um uh, james, james connor's a guy you got to get on the podcast somehow i know i have uh actually have somewhat of a connection this guy i interviewed uh cleet schmidt um he was a baseball player at clemson and he he had Hodgkin's lymphoma also, and he's like boys with uh, yeah. with James Conner. So in so the off season, off season like, projects, yeah, yeah, try to uh, try to hit, hit him up for me. Off season projects. Um, okay, next injury is a concussion. Uh, Patrick Robinson, cornerback for the Philadelphia Eagles, and this one he took like a, a knee or a foot to the head kind of thing. It look it looked like he got kneed by the receiver, and then or no. I think it was he got kicked by the receiver and then kneed by his own guy. It was like a been like back to back. Like he was falling to the ground almost as the guy as the receiver was like running past him. So running he was away like, from him, yeah. yeah, so he was like down on the ground trying to like wrap up the legs, you know, just to hold on for dear life. So he kind of got like kicked as the wide receiver was going past him and trying to get out of the tackle. And then another defender was like diving in to make the tackle on the receiver and need him and need him in the. In, in the head, it was like bang bang. So I guess he said he was able to get up under, get up and walk off. Power. It, it was bad though. It looked bad because he was down on the ground for a while. It yeah. seemed like. Yeah. Uh, next injury up, another concussion. Uh, Larry Warford, offensive guard for the New Orleans Saints, um, with a uh, with a concussion, like I said, and that was on a the Leonard Williams interception. And Leonard Williams actually ended up getting a concussion later in that game also. But like you said earlier, these change of possessions, yeah. guys just like don't have their head yeah. on a swivel. So this one actually wasn't um, – in terms of like interception, like a block, it wasn't like someone came and cleaned his clock and he wasn't paying attention. This was very very similar to um, – We I forgot to and tell he, you. He didn't see the guy coming though. No, he didn't. But this was – if you saw – um, I think we put this. We put this. In, it was in our uh, Twitter message. The Colts guy on Thursday night. Yeah. On on the punt, the guy who was blocking on the punt team, who 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 got a concussion. Yeah, he got like knocked out and carved off the field. Yes, yes. Yeah. So it was very. And I've seen this. I've seen this a lot. And this is. I I wonder if it's something that. Is like how the helmets are. I don't want to say how the helmets are made or, but so this offensive lineman for the Saints and the. I forget what position um, the Colts guy was, but he was on the punt. He was like on the end punt, he was punt of the block punt team. Block. Yeah, so I don't know what actual position he played. No, no, he was on the punt team. He was blocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. punt team. He was taking on like a defender. And both these guys just they didn't. It wasn't vicious hits, but they got hit like face mask to face mask. I don't think this one was face mask to face mask. The one the Colts guy was definitely face yeah, mask look, to face mask. Yeah, look at this one. It was the. The Larry Warford one it looks like he took a shot like in the chest. What from what I saw, it looked like he got it like right underneath his, like right above his chin, right to his face mask. So it was like, and it seems like just maybe how it's the the helmets are made. But I've seen a bunch this year where they get hit face mask to face mask and they get like stunned. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it, it was the exact same thing that happened. It rattles it, their brain. Yeah, and obviously they get a concussion, but. 
I mean, is it is it something that I, I mean, I don't I don't know enough about impacts to and how the helmets are, but it just seems like when and maybe there's just no. I mean, they're protection. all about dissipating force. Yeah. So like, so is there no? Is it is is the most of the con- the cushion that is? Yeah, like in it's, the, it's the on, actual it's, helmet. It's on the top. Not so the if face you get mask. so if you get hit in the face mask and your head is actually going back in your helmet, right? It's like one of those things when you get like a need in the back of the head. You see a lot of concussions on that because I'm sure there's nothing. Honestly, it's all all the padding is the same around the whole helmet, yeah. like front, back, side, side, hydraulics all around. So I shake the ride. <laughs> no, okay, ludicrous. Yeah. Uh, but what I will say is, Shut used to make a helmet that had like a shock absorber on the face mask. Like it would, if you got hit like, like on bike. your face, yeah, it would yeah. kind of like implode like a little shock absorber. Um, I don't think most of the new helmets don't have that. So yeah. for whatever reason, they didn't see the value in yeah. having that. Um, but yeah, it's something to kind of keep an eye out for yeah. is those face masks and face masks. I, I thought those two were very similar in the aspect that they, it, the, the hits don't look bad at all. They're, it doesn't look like they're very forceful, but it's just like perfect yeah, symmetry of face mask to face mask. Yeah. I, I really do think that this Larry Warford hit was not face mask to face mask. I watched it again. You don't think it was? I think it was like a shoulder, like right to like the lower part of the neck. Yeah. He might have got a shoulder to like the chin, but I don't think it was face mask to face mask. But either way, he like wasn't ready for it. Yeah. And he like yeah. I think it just kinda like startled him. But you can get hit in the chest and still get concussions, so yeah. it's not that uh out of the ordinary. Uh then we 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 mentioned before Leonard Williams, uh, who made that interception, uh later got a concussion in that game. Couldn't find a video for that. Uh next uh injury up comes from the Thursday night game. Uh Trevor Simeon. Uh, quarterback for the Denver Broncos. This one's pretty ugly looking. Yeah. Did you see the video? Yeah. It's like bad, like really bad. Yeah. Um, seasoning ending uh, injury reserve. So, I mean, what, what what kind of impact does that have for the Broncos? I mean, they're done anyway, so it doesn't. It's probably not huge. Yeah. Um, was it, he rolling out of the pocket? Yeah. It was. It was similar to. It it it, it had similarities to Rod to the Rogers collarbone. Thing. It wasn't exactly the same, but it was this one. Like his elbow jammed into the ground, and his shoulder just kept going. <laughs> it, it it didn't stop. Yeah, you could like almost. You think like his arm is literally gonna like poke out the back of his shirt because yeah. like that's how it kind of looks. It is pretty gross, but I mean he's got. I mean he's got a three hundred pound defensive lineman who's wrapping him up and tackling him to the ground, and he's. I mean, he's trying to brace himself however he can. But that was also his left shoulder, not his throwing yeah. shoulder. So, so. He, he's bracing yeah. with the elbow. Like, it's a normal thing to do. Like He can't get his hand down, so he's bracing with his elbow and just the way of the force of the guy on him and just how he fell. Yeah. Just – he didn't – so it, 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 is, it is an ugly one. It's more – I mean, more stinks for him because he was probably going to play the rest of the year, and it's he's, he's not going to be their quarterback next year. Um, so if he, he was a quarterback at the beginning of the year and then got benched and then everybody got hurt. So he came back in and started playing again. Um, then he hasn't had great games, but I mean, you play, it's all it takes in the NFL with the lack of quarterbacks is you have a couple of good games and someone else will, you'll find your way onto a roster you can somewhere make a else. Name for, make a name for yourself. So another quarterback who, who has been in a similar situation who we talked about last week, uh, is this is a little update on Tom Savage or lack thereof an update on Tom Savage. Uh, other than the fact that um, he's probably not going to play the rest of the season, but did, have you heard anything on like the handling of the concussion protocol? If 
the NFL and the NFLPA are still investigating. You know what what's what's come out of that? Do you know? Uh, they said they're still investigating. They haven't they haven't said anything yet um, as to. Uh, it's the same thing with the with the Seahawks. I mean, just with the Russell Wilson thing. I mean, it seems like the week after it happens, it's like let's just delay it. People forget about it, and then. Uh, well, yeah, it's one of those things where the week after it happens, it's they make it public that they're investigating it. And then once a week goes by and the next week a round of games goes and the news cycle moves on, everybody forgets about it. Yeah. So it I was, didn't forget about it. So they said they were going to investigate it, um, but they haven't said if they did anything wrong or – I don't know. This is, and I, I just – I have strong feelings about – this. what I said last week is um, I, don't, I, I don't think they really did do anything wrong. You know, I don't, I don't think they did. But it's one of those things where when you get checked so quickly, you can pass based on the protocol. You can pass. Should he have been – the question with that is based on the the signs he showed, should he have even been able to go through the protocol? The, 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 yeah, the, he should the, be a no-go immediately. Yes, yeah, exactly. But once you once you get him into the protocol and you ask him the questions and he seems cognizant and seems fine all, on the sideline and answers everything right, I mean – I, I, you can let him back in the game, I guess. But, right. And then you're checking him later. But that's why. And I was I was thinking this after we had our conversation last week about it. It should be a quarter. That way it's not – there's no time delineation. There's no 10-minute, 5-minute. It should be one quarter. Yeah, but what if it happens at the end of the quarter? One full quarter. So if you get – 15 minutes, though. Like how do you, you – how do you, like, measure that? It's whatever – so sometimes it's going to be longer, but it's not going to be any less than 20 minutes. You know what I mean? So, if, so, so like two minutes left in the third quarter to two, two minutes, minutes left, left in the fourth, fourth quarter. quarter. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Okay. Or if it happens if it happens any time in the second quarter, you can't come back in until the beginning of the third quarter. So you have, so you, you have halftime. But if it happens first, sec, first, third, fourth quarter – if it happens in the fourth quarter, you're out for the game. Can't come back in. So at least that way it's like there's a – I, I some sort of structured timeline. Yeah. So I because expectation. Yeah, I really do think that they they can't just bring these guys right to the sideline, give them the test, and then throw them back out. Yeah, there there's needs, too much going there on. There needs to be some downtime to for them to really feel their symptoms if they if they if they have it. Yeah. But, yeah. You got adrenaline going. Yeah. yeah it's all. all yeah, that. It'll never happen. Yeah. <laughs> Will it? <laughs> It should. All right, moving on to our extended conversation, uh, going away from the injuries now, but not really. Uh, we got – I have two cover – or two uh, issues of the Sports Illustrated um, December 18th, 2017 edition. And if you follow us on Instagram, at Heads and Tails, uh, you'll, you'll, you, you would have seen the cover of Sports Illustrated, which is really a painting of all the major injuries that happened in the NFL. Um because the I guess the highlighted story is um, one by Greg Bishop on page 26, which really takes you through like what happened in week four of the NFL season this year, which is when Devontae Adams got the first concussion and there's a slew of other significant injuries like Odell Beckham. That was the week that he broke his leg. Uh, I, I can't think of the other ones off the top of my head, but basically he takes you through all the major injuries that happened from Thursday night to Monday night. And he kind of uses uh, the running back for the Seattle Seahawks yeah. to kind of like tell the story. And like, mm -hmm. it really gives you some insight as to like what goes through the mind of an NFL player when they're hurt and they're out for the season. Um, yeah. I thought based on 
when you just sent me the text message uh, or the link to the Instagram with the picture on it, I thought it was going to be like a, like a riveting kind of something like that we do every week. Yeah, well, like like a tell-all stats about right injuries and how they're way up and how the NFL is more dangerous now and all this stuff. But it wasn't it wasn't like that at all. Um, I mean, it was a really good article, but it just it goes to show that the NFL these guys in the NFL like they they know what they sign up for and it's 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 the one thing that the Richard Sherman quote in there is NFL has a hundred percent injury rate. So yeah, what other in- industry has that? Yeah, but none. But they 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 know they know what they signed up for and they're okay with it. And um, if you or I suffered one of those injuries in our at our job, like it would like probably devastate you to some ex- some some expense socially. You know what I mean? And to these guys, it's just like yeah, it is what it is, and we're moving on, moving on with our life, going on to rehab, and I'll, I'll be back next year. If it's a season-ending thing, or if it's not, well, so it's, they hope. Yeah, no, so so they hope. But um, it was I, I I enjoyed reading the article, but it was different than what I expected based on the cover. Right, and I, I think it also kind of proves how popular opinion has changed, which is something that you have brought up in the last few weeks, and how you know the fact that we're even talking about this, and the fact that this is the cover of Sports yeah. Illustrated, because this is no different. Like this year is no different. Next year will be they no said different. In the article, yeah. And last year was no different. But I mean, ten years ago, we're not publicizing the injuries as much. And I don't want to say we don't feel sorry for them. Or we feel sorry for them more because you always empathize for for these guys' injuries because I mean they have families and it's like you know it like it hurts. You don't want anybody to hurt. But now it seems like there's so much more of it than 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 anything else um so it's just it was an interesting article I, I enjoyed reading it but it was um yeah so the the title of that article is called carnage inside the nfl season of pain by greg bishop yeah. and the biggest thing that he did say this isn't any different than it's ever been yeah which is which is i think the kind of thing that has been getting lost with um all the injury stuff that we've talked about this year and uh just from a media aspect of it this is this is football you know, this yeah. isn't this this isn't different than than any other year. Uh, so you just kind of have to keep that in mind. The next year will be no different. Right? He said that 23 players on the Sports Illustrated's preseason top 100 fantasy list have been sidelined for a significant time. Yeah. So that's like a good chunk of players. And that the top was players. And that was before this article was probably before Antonio Brown. Yeah, before, and probably before Week 14 games it was written. So yeah. I mean, by by the time the season ended, it's probably going to be closer to 35 or 40. But it, like I said, if we go next year, take the top 100, it's gonna be it's gonna be 20 guys again. It's just hopefully it's not hopefully, but it's probably gonna be mostly different guys. Right. So it's just that's that's the way it is. I mean, just think about you play fantasy football. Think about how many times every year you have guys that get hurt. You know, and and you lose guys to injuries. It's different guys every year. So um, it just that's that's the nature of the beast. And like the Antonio Brown one, some of them you just can't you can't defend against. It's just it's still you'll never be able to take out. Um, they got Shazier in there. The though. dangerous aspect of the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you on the inside of the the actual magazine itself, it like has a list of the, it has the cover, and then it has uh, like little arrows pointing to like who the player is, what their injury was, how long they missed, um, all that 
It's pretty interesting. Uh, so go check that out if you if you have interest as well. I know a lot of my athletic training followers uh, found some interest in that because there's a lot of athletic trainers depicted in that particular picture. Uh, but moving on, uh, what do you what you think of uh, Juju's touchdown celebration yesterday? I uh, I I didn't see it until you put it in the oh really in the outline and so based, I didn't. Yeah, so Juju Smith-Schuster uh, scored a touchdown yesterday. and his Martavis Bryant scored the touchdown. Oh, okay. He didn't score the touchdown. But he's like the ringleader of the celebration. So anytime anybody scores a touchdown, they all just run to him. To and Juju, he, like, he coordinates everything. So what he did was he, like, knocked um, he, Martellus, Martavis Bryant, Martavis Bryant yeah. down and then kind of stood over him yeah. like he did with Vontez. Uh, and then they all laugh about it. Yeah, they all think it's funny, but – Vontez didn't think it was so funny. Of course, of course not. He's I know, but on, they had a little Twitter battle going on, so uh, that'll be on in the show notes for this episode as well. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, they've done it before. So you didn't even see that at the game. No, no, I just. What are you freaking just was, looking at your phone? Or I was celebrating. It was on the other. We we were, we were sitting. Yeah, in, we were sitting in the same seats. Gotcha. And that touchdown was in the other end zone. And he just he scored a touchdown. He's celebrating. You can't see what they're doing down there. It's just like You're a big screaming pile. your little face off. Um, but I mean, they Le, Le'Veon and Juju. Uh, Previous in this year, did the reenacted the AJ Green, Jaden Jalen Ramsey fight as a touchdown celebration. So they've been like picking out these major uh, NFL events, current events, and have been trying to poke fun at them by their pop culture. They're really up on the times. Yeah. I like that. Uh, okay, next the thing we're going to talk about here is in the is the NFL fixed based <laughs> off of your no. your reaction from last night's Steelers New England game the NFL's not fixed and I'll, I'll just get through this quickly so I don't have to relive it as much um the the the, the call the call was right is it frustrating yes is it a dumb rule i think it probably is but can you just explain the scenario a little bit for someone who maybe didn't watch the game so Steelers were winning. I'm gonna make you relive it. Patriots scored a touchdown. Got an extra point. Uh, got a two point conversion to go up two with 50 seconds left uh, in the game. Uh, got a two point conversion to go up three with 50 seconds left in the game. Steelers get the ball back. Get get the kickoff. First play. They run a little shallow cross. Juju breaks a bunch of tackles and goes 60 yards and gets to the 10. Um, so now the Steelers run from down three and hope with one timeout left and hopefully scrambled to try to kick a long field goal to send it in overtime to after one play. Now they're at the 10 and you think they're going to score a touchdown and win the game. So they take their timeouts. They got no timeouts left. Um, on first and first and goal from the 10, Ben throws a pass over the middle to Jesse James or tight end who he throws it behind him. He threw it behind him on purpose because there was guys, um, uh, right at the goal line in front of him. So Jesse like adjusted, turned around, caught it. His knee was down. He wasn't touched, and he reached the ball across the goal line. And as he put the like reached down and hit the ground with his arms and the ball, the ball got jostled. Yeah, the ball moved, and his one hand came off of it. And he saw his second hand on it. But so they called it a touchdown. They went, they reviewed it, and then they came back and called it incomplete because he didn't survive the ground. It's the the way the rule is, <laughs> rule is written. It right. But survive the ground. But I guess in when I saw that, when I look at that particular scenario, it's like he caught the ball, his knees were on the ground. The only reason why he dropped it and even like really put the put himself in a position to lose the ball is because he was reaching for the end zone. And he was, and he crossed and he, the plane. And he crossed the end zone. And that's why and no one touched him. Yeah, and this is why and this is why the rule's so frustrating for a lot of people because if he's a running back Right. Yeah, and, exactly. And he does that it's a touchdown. But if he's a wide receiver, um, 
and he hasn't established possession outside of the end zone yet. He needs to survive the ground, and this is like, and I mean, this isn't this this isn't the first time this rule's come up. I mean, and this isn't the Steelers aren't the first team to have this happen to. I mean, we see this probably once every three or four weeks in the NFL, where a touchdown gets overturned on everything that looks like it should be a catch, but it gets overturned because they don't survive the ground or the ball moves or. Um, I guess that's the most frustrating part about the rule, the catch rule in the end zone is you cannot lose, you can you can keep control of the ball, but like slightly lose it, but never actually lose possession, and, and it, it wouldn't count, and it would and it would be an incomplete pass depending on where you are and all. Yeah, that who kind of. who made that that so, rule? That's that's stupid. I mean, I would uh, yeah, you would like to see him change the rule, but I, I don't I don't know if they ever will or not. But if you're watching on TV and you have possession and it looks like a catch. I think it should be a catch. But it's not a fix. It's just a it's just a frustrating rule. And to end it, obviously, so after this happened, they called it incomplete. They still had second and goal from the ten, um, with the, with thirty seconds left. Second down, they threw a little crossing pattern, got tackled inbounds at the seven. So they now the clock's running because they're out of timeouts. So then fake spike, run up the ground, fake putt, fake spike. Uh, ben tries to slant across the middle, gets tipped up in the air and intercepted. They lose. Wah, wah. Yeah. So you went from. You went from expecting to lose when Brady gets the ball back with two minutes down five. Like he's you're probably gonna probably gonna lose because he's gonna he's Brady. He's gonna lead him down the field, and then they score a touchdown. And you're like, hey, there's got some time. If you, hopefully you can get in field goal range and tie the game. To fully expecting to win now with 30 seconds left in the ball to 10, um, and guaranteed. You're thinking guaranteed overtime. Worst case scenario, you got a 25 yard field goal. You can go to overtime um, to throwing an interception and losing. So. Yeah, it sucks. Sorry, Josh. Uh, then we got some notable comebacks this week. Uh, not all to the field, but to a more normal life. Uh, we got Aaron Rodgers back from the collarbone injury. Didn't play all that well, but he didn't play bad. And, the, play good, and, and, the, play bad. and the Panthers are the Panthers are good, and the Panthers have a good defense. So, um, but from all accounts, he looked pretty pretty normal. He looked like himself. Um, so now. With that loss, they're probably most likely out of the playoffs now. So if they should they should sit them. Yeah. So if you're the Packers, what do you do? Sit them. So you bring them back. You just play them for one game, and now you lose the game. So now you sit them. You think? I do. Not worth it. I I agree. I just think sometimes it's it's easier. It's easy to say that. It's hard to to do that because to you tell got fans to tell like, the guy that. I came to see Aaron Rodgers today. Yeah. That too. Uh, I just I, I think it's hard to tell these Uber competitors like, oh, we're out of the playoffs. Don't want you to play, you know. But um, we'll see. I, I, if I if I could sell them anything, longevity, dude. I would. It's two games that you don't have to get hurt and you still get paid. I would expect them to play to play him this week against the Vikings, and if they lose again, I would expect them to sit him the last week of the season. Pack it in. All right, another quarterback who made a comeback this week is Teddy Bridgewater uh, after his really bad knee injury a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, he didn't start, but he got a couple of snaps, it seems like. Yeah, right? they were up 34-0, so he actually threw an interception on his first pass. Uh. But um, it was a really cool scene when he came out on, on the field. It was like – crowd went nuts. The play, not only did the crowd erupt, the whole entire team, everybody like on the, was like, on the sideline and 
clapping and cheering and like bringing the crowd up and waving their arms. So, they probably saw him struggle and go through all his rehab, and they, they were there the whole with him the whole time. I'm sure. Yeah, and from what everybody said, he seems like everybody loves him. He seems like a genuinely really really good dude and a, a really good teammate. So it seems like um, he's he's one of those guys that everyone's pulling for. Yeah, oh, the, the whole the whole team was pulling for. So yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be happy when a guy comes back, but when you genuinely um, love a guy that much uh, it's, it's a little it, different it's even that much more so it'll just be interesting to see what happens going forward obviously they've really since they've kept winning they've put to bed the talk of because once he started practicing there was a lot of talk like he, he was gonna be the guy he, he's 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 still the starting quarterback he's gonna we're gonna work him in there but uh case keenum kept winning and it made him it, made, it went from being kind of hard to really hard to impossible to put Bridgewater in over Keenum just based on uh, how he's played. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see what they do next year with uh, Keenum, Bradford coming back, Bridgewater back, um, who they keep and who they let go and where the guys that they let go end up going. So right. You like to see Bridgewater get a chance to start somewhere, but in, and it, and honestly, it might be with the Vikings. So did, did anyone notice if he was wearing a knee brace? I didn't notice. Uh-uh. He's like a mobile guy. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see either, so I'll have to take a look at that. Look, at, look into that further. Uh, then you were at this one, so Ryan Shazier made an appearance in the booth uh, or in a, a suite at, yeah. at the Steelers game. So what was it like in the stadium when they put him on the jumbotron? Yeah, so that was that was a big surprise. They didn't wasn't reported or they didn't make it known that he was gonna gonna be there. And then when the Steelers went on the field, um, when the defense went on the field for the first time, uh, they put him up on the jumbotron, and he was pretty emotional so it was it was a pretty cool scene the place looked like he kind of stood up a little bit to do he was kind of like rocking around i think i i heard he was in a chair a wheelchair yeah so so and we haven't heard anything else no. about that yeah no they haven't they they haven't said they he had just, a big smile on his face though so. yeah so it, from what they've said he's gradually improving he's in good spirits but they haven't said Exactly what, what, After, what yeah. it is. Yeah. They just said they, they had one update that he had the surgery, and then a week later, I guess it was this Thursday, they put an update just saying he's rehabbing UPMC, going through the process. Yep. So right. not a ton of details there. Last uh, comeback or on the way to a comeback is Zach Miller, the tight end from the Bears that we talked about a few weeks ago who almost lost his leg because of uh, some artery damage that happened during that injury. And I saw a video this week that he was up and – walking on with a brace gingerly but either way to go from almost losing your leg to you know walking on it, it's progress yeah so i when he uh so he's back in chicago now so he was in new orleans for a while um when he returned to the team i might have been last week actually um he put it on he tweeted something out like thanks for all the support back in chicago can't wait to start the process whatever it is and the cool thing was he responded to like the first 200 people that responded back to him oh right so like he tweeted it out and of course he's got a bunch of followers so a bunch of bears fans were like oh happy for you so so happy to hear you're back and he responded like every single person that responded to him which was pretty which is pretty cool and they'll see. remember that forever yeah yeah i really will all right i think that's a wrap for for week 15 josh and I think we're well on our way to trying to, you know, come up with some ideas and plans to really make the sport of football safer to play and preserve the health of the athletes and the longevity of the sport. What do you think? I completely agree. Um, um, I don't know if we've said it yet, but we're we have plans in the works for an article. Yeah, we're gonna try to post it somewhere. Yeah, wherever it'll it'll take us. Just shooting for Huffington Post, but. 
kind of just a cumulative idea, brainstorm. What we've learned over the, the season. The most beneficial things at the NFL, if they, if, if they really want to make significant changes, what would be the best for the product and the safety? We'll come up with a PDF, yeah, too, yeah. with it, too. We'll, we'll have all sorts yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Well, if, you know, if, if someone doesn't want to take it, we'll do it ourselves. We don't need them. Uh, next, just a, a public public announcement. Public service announcement. Public service announcement. Um, next week, I would assume we're going to be off on Monday. Oh, yeah, it is Christmas. For Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. And we have two games on Monday, so... We'll do we it Tuesday. Two games Saturday, a bunch of games Sunday this week, um, two games Monday. Good call. So if you're looking for the podcast on Monday night next week, if you love us I that know, much. Yeah, that I know, yeah, I know you're itching for it. You're so. going to be that Christmas night rolls around and you're, you're not going to be able to sleep. And you want to listen to the podcast, check in Tuesday, um, and I'm sure we'll have it up then. It'll happen. That's all I got. All right. Thanks, Josh. Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy holidays. And a happy new year. Although we'll talk we'll to you see before, you before the new, new year. year. So forget what I said. Yeah.